Welcome to the ODA Magazine podcast series. We at ODA wanted to give you the opportunity to dive even deeper into the worlds of the people we get to spend time with. By creating podcasts featuring conversations with creatives and entrepreneurs in all different areas of artistry. From designers, curators, and actors, to philanthropists, models, singers, and photographers. The one through line for each of the podcasts in this series is that they highlight the work of individuals from around the world who participate in and nourish culture and the conversations they inspire. Our guests discuss how they see the future, hopefully one filled with diversity, equality, understanding, and of course, passion. ODA is a platform where self-expression, imagination, and dreams are brought to the next level and shared with those looking to be inspired. The up-and-coming actors Owen Teague, Henry Zaga, and Catherine McNamara are part of the impressive ensemble cast, which includes heavyweights like Whoopi Goldberg, Alexander Sarsgaard, and James Marsden, that star in the new television series The Stand. The series is based on the iconic 1978 novel by Stephen King with the same name, and it's a story of the world in ruins after a man-made plague wipes out over 90% of the population and a battle of biblical proportions that happens between the survivors. The actors finished filming the series just days before Canada went into a countrywide lockdown caused by the COVID pandemic. The surreal notion of filming The Stand as the world took on the COVID virus was one of the many topics that the trio of actors discussed in their group chat for this podcast. Jessica Michaud, the executive editor of ODA, curated the conversation. Let's talk The Stand. Two weeks, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Um, Yeah. Are you guys even ready? I mean, I can't even begin to uh, imagine what that's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think so many people are so excited to see it. And I think the more I talk to folks about it, the more I realize how, I mean, I've always loved the book. I've been a huge Stephen King fan my whole life, but so many people love this story and love this book. And I, I, I feel like we all had such passion for it. People are going to love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I grew up, I mean, with, with, with Stephen King and not with him, but reading him. And, um, and, and to stand was one of my favorite books as a, as a teenager. So I, I mean, I've seen little bits and pieces, but I'm really excited to see the whole, you know, yeah. all, all come together. It's um, like that excitement with fear too. It's like something you've loved for so long. And yeah. Then you're actually a part of it, like a key part of it, you know, with the character that you come to love and then what if people i don't know it's just so strange showing it to your best friends and family and oh i know it so much it's weird it's always surreal yeah it is i think the exciting part too are the characters you know i think each one of us we play very very different characters but all the characters in this are so rich and we really got to sink our teeth into something and it it just it makes it so gratifying that we got to play and have fun and and really take a big swing yeah, yeah, I am really excited about about what you know how people react, especially I mean, personally for me with with Harold, just because he's so kind of extreme, and and you said characters we love Henry, I I did, I do love Harold, but I also kind of you know, he's a very dark um, part, so I'm nervous. It's but. so interesting to say that because uh, when I was talking to Brad a few days ago about our characters and how everyone just brought their A game to this show, it's like 
they asked me to pick another character to play. And I was like, I was talking to Owen on set and, you know, Nick Andrews and Harold Lauder mm -hmm. are probably like the most mirrored characters because yeah. one had the option of going, you know, both directions and so did the other one, but then we picked different paths. Different paths. We yeah. probably got, you know, not the same amount, but a fair amount of, you know, obstacles to deal with. Um, yeah, very, very different, different lives, but, but similar sorts of choices to make. Yeah, um, similar grievances and yeah. And yeah. Dude, you can, I know what you mean pilot, about it. Sorry. <laughs> what? I know what you mean about about that little bit of fear, though, because you know, like you were saying, it's a very dark character, and Julie's very much the same way. I know our first day on set, Henry. It's a there's a lot of things about Julie that are not to be liked. <laughs> a lot of things that are um, she's she's not really the example of who to be in the apocalypse. So it's it's you know hoping that folks separate you from your character, but. I know how much work you put in, Henry and Owen. I feel like I've known you forever, so I'm yeah. just I'm so proud of both of you and like excited for people to see what what you both have. Been able By the way, to do me that. too for you. Yeah, you brought so much humanity to Julie. Like you actually yeah. broke that day. Like we were laughing our butts off, but also, I I believed you as this heartbroken person who just built this massive shield, and it was just really awesome to watch because you could go with a very surface direction with that character and you, it's just like you know it takes brilliance to do to, to bring heart into to a character like her and it was awesome no you 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 really you brought a lot to her i watched episode three is it three yeah four? yeah um and and like it's really fun to watch you guys have that that scene and interaction and and cat it's just like you have this this crazy fun exterior of Julie, but then also you you fill it with you know this loneliness that's really cool. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fun because I think a lot of people can relate to that, and each of these characters deals with this sort of apocalyptic circumstance in a different way where they either build a shield or they reach out to people or they go to a dark place or depending on what it is they do audiences can relate to different qualities in each of them and they're you know that's what's great about Stephen King's characters is they're so human and they're mm -hmm. so absurd but also relatable in a very terrifying way mm -hmm. yeah it raises so many questions like if you're you know dealt that hand of pandemic your family is not around and there's no money you know money is not worth anything anymore like, who would you be and it's that play of like no one's that good or that bad there's so many shades of gray in between that you know we kind of all fall under it's pretty mm -hmm. well and now especially with with COVID I mean I, I just kind of realized how how the three of us at least and I'm not I'm not sure about the rest of the characters but at least the three of us we're all kind of like loners and 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 henry you were you were saying this about how harold and and um nick are kind of you know opposite sides of the spectrum but but all three of us are definitely dealing with the isolation of of this new world and i think that's something that people are going through right now um with you know quarantines and all that stuff so yeah all timely <laughs> yeah when we're all cooped yeah. up we watch a show about people that are lonely in this pandemic sort of yeah. 
not sort of very <laughs> literally yeah. yeah it's interesting how it hits so close to home and yet i i think it'll be you know cathartic in some ways given the extravagance of vegas and randall flag and all that but also hopefully with the boulder side inspire some hope in people and and allow folks to remember that there is kindness and humanity out there somewhere yeah somewhere somewhere we're finding <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> like we're slowly finding it i see a tide shift in a way i don't know post-election kind of vibes i, I don't know um <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah. don't want to bring politics into this. Anyway, uh, who were your favorite actors to work with? Aside, you know, you know. present oh. company excluded. <laughs> well, uh, excluded because you know we didn't really. At least I didn't get to work with you guys really that much. I didn't. I didn't get to work at all with you, Kat. But Henry, I think you and I were like in the same room at one point. We were. <laughs> In the same auditorium and then in the same uh, Yes. Yes. And that was about it. You never yeah. signed back to me. <laughs> I know. I never I never even spoke to you. Yeah. So weird. I always yeah. wondered what Harold and Julie what their interaction would be. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It just seemed fraught with there would have been something happening, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what though. It's like <laughs> I would love to see that like little just a just a preview of that spinoff because I feel yeah. like it'd be insane. They yeah. they have a very very specific kind of insanity to them, mm -hmm. and I think yeah. putting them together they either take over the world or kill each other. Or and I'm not sure. It could be either one, or both. Yeah. Take over the world, then kill each other, kill each and other. then Andros takes over. Yeah. I can but see I, like a Nadine lost twin that, you know, holds a shotgun around and just scares <laughs> people off. I can see that. Oh, but I do have to say, Henry, thank you so much for that. Because that first day, the day we worked together was my first day on set. And I literally had to come in guns a-blazing. And I was so nervous to dive in because you guys had already been shooting and had such a rhythm and was hoping to kind of find this world and to play you know and brad and we just had the best time the best. figuring out that math scene. i had to i have to thank you i mean i loved working with you since the moment i met you and and brad i honestly i didn't have a hard time with anyone i like i said like everyone brought their a game and we were all there for the same reason i had to blast with you that day. it was probably one of the most fun days on set shooting stuff up in the, in the furniture store and that looked like a fun scene Loops and shotgun. What more can you want? Yeah. Kisses and shotgun. French kisses and shotgun. Why not? And there you go. Um but yeah, we 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 had like the best cast ever. Everyone was so wonderful. They really were. It really was amazing. Especially yeah. when you're working with, you know, legendary folks who are bringing their A-game and who are so open to sort of playing and experimenting and and giving you that opening to to play with them yeah. um it it's just so so gratifying and it makes you feel like part of the team right yeah, yeah. for me it went to both you know into both directions because also as much as you know everyone was so kind and so generous uh but when you saw 
you know, when you found a bump on the road and when you're the, the new actor, the young actor just starting out, it's easy to get diluted in some of the other scenes. So it's like this project kind of taught me, especially because I was playing someone deaf and being hearing in um, some of the scenes in the show and also being hearing, hearing in real life, I had to stand up for a community that I'm not necessarily a part of. I was, you know, um, friends opened this community for me. Um, so I had to be their voice there. So sometimes I was like, I can't be the yes man. I have to kind of, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. uh, it was a very cool learning experience too for me. And also, yes, I loved working with everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I yeah, I, I was gonna say it's. I wanted to ask you sort of what your experience was like working with different folks because I know I I didn't get to work with Whoopi, but getting to work with Alex, he's not only just the nicest, most lovely, open funny goofy human being but he's actually terrifying and really turns on a dime in that way and and you know it, it's it's always fascinating to me to get to work with someone who can commit that much but also keep the environment on set so lovely and, and wonderful and jovial yeah he was amazing he was so fun to work with i worked with him for two days doing all the dream sequences and uh you know the devil's offer uh it was awesome. He's such a badass. So generous. So nice. I was kind of terrified walking up to set like this guy's like six foot four. <laughs> Been working Very for so tall. long. Really tall. Yeah. He was wonderful. So was Whoopi, you know? Um, yeah. I it was I wish I'd gotten to work with either of them. Um, but Harold, Harold is in a bubble. So... Most of my stuff was most of my stuff was with Odessa, and she was the best, just awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. it would kind of freak me out every time I'd see you because it was so hair louder. I was like, "Oh my god, it's like you're jumping off the book into the wait what you every time I saw you um oh. behind, behind the camera, you know? Yeah, and I just thought you'd be Harold and all that holy, stuff. Holy moly. It was pretty great. Thanks. <laughs> I was just so proud of you because I know, gosh, how old were you when we met? I was, I was God, I was like 13. I think so, I was, like I was 17, 16 or 17. So it had to be. Yeah. Yeah. But That's too much. And then to just watch all the great. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, we did a movie together, a little yeah. indie film in upstate New York years ago. It was my first and movie I, ever. No way! Yeah. Wow, no yeah. way. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that because I remember thinking how much you killed it then and just watching all of the incredible things you've done since. And uh, this is just, you know, the next great step. And I'm just, yeah. I'm so proud. No, I'm, 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 thank you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the first thing. That was my first job. I mean, in, as on a movie. Um, That's I was, amazing. I looked like I was like seven. And it's okay, I look like I'm about 15. What? What'd you say? No, I, I, I cut you off, sorry. Zoom this is so weird. thing is, yeah. <laughs> and it mutes people too, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, sorry, Kat, you go ahead. I was babbling, so please, by all means, go for it. Um, okay, what should I ask you guys? Uh, are we interviewing each other? That's kind of how I don't know, is. I'm not sure. Um, 
Yeah, it's a group chat, you guys. I'm going to jump in. It's basically, yeah, you've been doing wonderfully. I, I did want to ask you all, what did you find? I mean, you already mentioned um, playing a deaf character and how that, you know, impacted you. But what were the kind of the hardest pieces for the other, you other two to, to nail? And how did you also kind of get into your characters? Was there a, a physicality or, or something you do, you know, a tradition or something that you do to kind of get yourself into a particular mindset? Yeah. Yeah. I listen to a lot of Britney Spears. <laughs> um, <laughs> Julie, I feel like that's very much her, her mindset. No, but I, I remember walking into the first costume fitting because there's so many different ways you can go with Julie and so many different things to kind of suss out about her. Um, and I walked into the first costume fitting and it was just a room full of prom dresses and fur and sequins, but also combat boots and diamonds and glitter. And I just suddenly went, oh, I get it now. This is sort of the, the icing on the cake of this really interesting, weird human. Um, and it, it kind of created her armor and her shield in a way. And it, it kind of informed all the little pieces, all the connective tissue for me. Yeah. Yeah, I remember one of the, one of the earliest things that I did was, was work with Angelina on Harold's costume, just, just like the kinds of shirts that he wore and the kinds of shoes and pants and the sizes of everything and the hairstyle and costumes are really big part of, of the, the preparation for me um, as well. But also like, I'd, I'd been a fan of the book forever. And so like, just trying to take what King wrote and expand on that was sort of my most of, 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 my kind of process for Harold was just like, you know, he writes this this manifesto throughout the the story. And so working on that and then, you know, just like kind of figuring out how he thought, like what his thought processes about the world were and like identifying his problems with with society and 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 what he would change kind of became a the philosophical part of Harold became an interesting thing, especially later on as we continued filming, um, as he like, you know, goes further and down, further and further down that path of, of flag. It's like, what, what exactly does, you know, is in store for Harold and where does he see himself in the world versus where he is? Um, so it was like, yeah, a lot of weird kind of, freaky 40s German philosophy. Um, Did you keep a diary for him? Mm -hmm. Did you keep a diary where you'd write like his thoughts? Like how would you? Yeah, well, well, um, I don't know if I talked to you about this actually, Henry, because we were never on set together. In the car once and we we're like, yeah, I, I did. I ended up writing the, the manifesto for him. Yeah. That I think gets a little bit of screen time, not very much, which is probably good given what's in it, but. Um, the I'm on a great adventure one? Yeah, yeah, all his kind of like monologues come from from that piece of writing that he starts, he starts it like day two of the pandemic and he finishes it just, you know, before the ending of his storyline. Um, and so that's kind of what I did. I would like go home and, you know, to my apartment after work and on my days off and I'd work on that. Um, on a typewriter. How about that, dude? On a typewriter. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was weird, but 
but that helped me a lot. But that's, I, I remember that conversation because um, again, it goes back to like that kind of mirroring thing of our characters. There are so many similarities. It's just mm -hmm. like one goes towards evil and one gravitates towards, you know, good. Right. But some days I just wouldn't understand how a character like Nick would just never lose his ability to forgive. And right. start it's like, how are you not angry? How are you okay with this? And it's not that he was okay. And I had to create like this inner conversation because, you know, he lives in a hostile world of mostly hearing people that don't have patience to even understand the signs or read his little notebook. So I kept a, a diary just talking to myself and forgiving people that, you know, Henry knew personally. And like, I make mix in people that Nick met throughout the story and i was like wow this is weirdly therapeutic and mm -hmm. uh i don't know yeah yeah and obviously the asl was like a big part of my prep yeah you had to do all that and yeah so just, like, yeah, yeah that, that was amazing because i mean watching you on screen at least i mean i don't speak asl so i guess i wouldn't really know but you know you look fluent it's really kind of amazing how you did that. Um, I feel like I can have a conversation now that's like not just me asking for how to sign a word by finger spelling everything. Right. So I finally feel like my yeah. my coach can feel comfortable in a conversation. I'm like, okay, we yeah. struggled through a year together, and now I can actually sit in front of you. Did you keep it up? Oh yeah, I, I I'm still taking it. That's awesome. Later. Yeah. I'm like, that's why great. not? It's a beautiful language and yeah. so expressive. Yeah. Sometimes I try to learn sides for new projects and just like signing it so I can remember it better. I'm like, this is weird, but I love it. Wow. <laughs> like, that would be a great like memorization technique as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's such a, it's such a beautiful language. I was, I was lucky to, you know, massively bump into it in such a, an early stage of my life. Right. But, um, wow. Yeah. That's so I, I wanted to jump in and just ask the three of you, and you kind of touched on this earlier, but I wanted to circle back around to the whole idea of you're filming a movie about a pandemic, you rap, correct me if I'm wrong, and then a pandemic hits the world. How would you approach your characters or maybe this project in a different way or would you in a different way, knowing what you know now after actually living something that you were acting in at the beginning? I don't think so, because I mean, at least for Nick, uh, you meet him in the script after the, I mean, as the pandemic is hitting. So it's kind of like new world chapter. And it's such a, obviously it's like fictional and it's such an extreme pandemic in the stand that we haven't lived through, thankfully in reality. So I don't know what elements I would bring I don't know what what about you guys no, yeah it's very different so i don't know i don't yeah i, I wouldn't yeah i i agree i don't think i mean i don't know if <laughs> julie's very specific when it comes to her kind of particular outlook on the world which is thankfully very different than mine but i will say i understand her kind of loneliness and the sort of mania that results uh and and sort of she becomes very erratic and that erratic nature 
carries through and causes, she's very chaotic. And that chaos, I think, is just her keeping down that panic of the unknown and of not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring and of not no having any sense of security in her world and in her relationships, especially going into the world of Randall Flagg, where there are no solid alliances or allegiances and you don't know if you're you know, going to be the one to get killed the next day. Um, so I guess I can understand that that sense of insecurity a bit more, but I don't think it would change anything that I've, I've done. And yeah. With, and with the material being so intense and so dark to a certain extent, what did you guys do to shake it off at the end of the day? Were there any rituals or things that you would try and do to kind of get yourself back to you as opposed to your character? I know for me, I, I feel like I'm so, there's so many good television shows and movies and things out there in the last several years. And I'm so behind because when I'm working on projects like The Stand, instead of going home and watching, you know, True Detective season four or the Oscar films, I go home and I watch Schitt's Creek and The Good Place and, you know, reality TV to try and laugh a little and, and alleviate some of that, you know, those high stakes that we live in all day. I did. I also I did watch The Good Place while I was up in Vancouver. That was that was right. a helpful one for me. Love that. Yeah, I was reading a lot because I didn't want to. I didn't really want to mess with a lot of noise or sound stuff. I wanted to try and stay in the silence, more like silence-driven cocoon, but also break away from Nick for a minute. That also it's something something that gave me peace and stuff. So I asked my sister, who's an avid reader, like send me your favorite books that are uplifting <laughs> in some way. Um, and then she's like, you know what? You should read this graphic novel about uh, Nazi Poland. I'm like, oh my God, okay. Uh, I said uplifting and she's like, no, it won a Pulitzer. It's the first comic book to ever win a Pulitzer. I'm like, okay, great. Um, so yeah, I guess you can call it break. Uh, from That's what, definitely what? an interesting choice of a break. What graphic <laughs> yeah. novel is that? Yes. Um, huh? What's that? What's it called? Mouse. M-A-U-S. It's pretty amazing. It's so beautiful. It's about a father and a son's relationship. And the father is um, a survivor from Nazi Poland. And uh, he has all these uh, pet peeves. And it's just a, he's a difficult person to just have a conversation with or just be the son of, I guess. Like he, they didn't have the best relationship. But then the son, became, it's autobiographical. And then the son became a writer, journalist, and wanted to write a book about his dad while also narrating their relationship and why it was the way it is. And it's all told through animal, like, you know, Pol the Polish people are, I think, mice in the story. It's all graphic. Wow. That sounds great. Well, listen, you guys, let me just wrap it up with by checking in with each of you um, to let me know, maybe Owen, you can kick us off with what, what's next on your uh, slate of things? What's your next big project? What are you looking forward to doing in the future? Um, I'm looking forward to leaving my house. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I just did a movie up in Montana about uh, brother, sister, um, which currently doesn't have a title, so that'll happen at some point maybe, but, um, but I think it's going to be really good. And that was kind of amazing to be up, up there. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, try to stay home and healthy. Um, yeah. 
What about what about you guys? I uh, I have a lot of projects that are supposed to have shot already that are on hold, so hopefully those will go at sometime soon. But I did just see a cut of I squeezed in a little indie film right after I finished the stand before the pandemic. That's based on a play called Push, that should be out early next year, hopefully. So that's it's it's an interesting four characters in three really messed up relationships, kind of a modern study of fidelity and what that all means. Oh, amazing. Well, I did this epic show with Kat McNamara and Owen Teague. <laughs> it's coming out in two weeks. Just kidding. Um, I'm filming something in Brazil in February, but they haven't announced it. So I can't really talk about that project. But I mean, I've never worked here before. So I'm, I'm here now. Um, I got with my family and kind of prepped for it. So hopefully can talk about it more after they they announce it. So yeah, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. I know this is an interesting and unusual format, but it's clear that the three of you, when you were together on set, enjoyed each other's company. And thanks so much for speaking with Oda. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you guys, as always. I know. Yeah. I miss you guys. Yeah, I miss you a lot. I hope yeah. when all this is over, we can get together. Yeah, I have the antibodies, so I can hang. <laughs> wow, well, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could say that, that, but not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I hope to see you guys soon, whenever it's safer, um, yeah. and hope you stay well. And all thank right. you. Congrats, thank you guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Don't want to miss an episode of the Oda Podcast? All you have to do is download our app in the Apple Store or visit Oda's Spotify account. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. And don't forget to leave a review and tell your friends about the new Oda podcast.